0: Let the game begin. welcome to we see saw a saw rewatch podcast where we saw saw i'm claudia
1: and i'm nicole
0: and today we're not really talking about a saw movie we're talking kind of about all of them we're talking about the show this is our wrap-up episode i can't believe it i can't believe it either it's really like it's crazy because (laughs) the last episode we recorded was four months ago for us well like the last one before Saw 10 that we recorded was four months ago for us. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: How time flies. Yeah.
0: And like through editing them and and hearing people's reactions and stuff, I've really gotten to, I don't know, live through the process of making it again. Mm-hmm. Like I've listened to the episodes a few times before they came out, mm-hmm. partly because I'm proud of them partly because i'm my own biggest fan for anything literally (laughs) yeah if you check my fucking spotify wrapped every year the top podcast is is like three little words (laughs) i'm sure we seesaw is gonna be on there this year and then partly so that i could skim through and make sure that all of our stupid lore (laughs) like coalesced oh
1: man i'm like upset that it's done like this was so much fun and a much needed reprieve from all the romance we were consuming
0: yeah i really have to agree like my sentiment in episode one of like i was so happy to watch a horror movie after a year of three little words still applies you know saw trap or not and it's been such a nice reprieve that you and i have talked about doing another series Mm -hmm. i've been thinking of like you know we see saw as its own distinct thing Maybe we can make another show. We probably shouldn't ask Moonshot for more art money. (laughs) 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 We can make our own distinct show that's like, we watch a horror franchise. Mm
1: -hmm. Something more clever than that. We'll come up with something.
0: Yeah, and something that isn't already uh, the name of a podcast, as I found out that there was a podcast in 2021 called We Seesaw, where they ended with Spiral.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, that just means we did a better job. We covered all the bases. (laughs) It's true. No shade to them, but I mean, our our cover art's really cute.
0: It's really good. Like no shade to
1: yeah, our cover art
0: is so much better. Their weird little vector art, Billy, doesn't even Mm -hmm. come close to Lucille Noal's beautiful art.
1: Oh my god! Shout out to Lucille. Lucille. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Our wonderful friend Lucille who Susan met through the Cats 2019 fandom.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's how we met Lucille.
1: I love that.
0: Lucille's a great artist. She does a lot of freelance work. She actually did uh, a lot of Blazeball Cares designs as well. She did the lover's jacket that we wear. Ooh. And she designed that for us.
1: (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, Lucille just fucking killed it with the cover art. So good. We had like a very vague idea and then we ended up with this amazing piece.
0: Yeah. Patrons can check out the process of creating the cover art that I put up on there from our idea to my initial crappy sketch to Lucille's beautiful options that she gave us and then through to the finished piece. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to be talking about several things today. We're going to be doing a Q&A. Thank you to everyone in uh, both the regular Moonshot Discord and in the Three Little Words slash We Seesaw Discord. <laughs> We're going to be talking about our lore and going along with that, the ARG that we did leading up to We Seesaw that had a tie-in to the beginning of Episode 7. AKA episode 3D, aka episode the final chapter. (laughs) (laughs) We saw the final chapter. And uh, we're also going to do a ranking of our movies, personally, our favorite to least favorite, or whichever direction you decide to go, and our favorite and least favorite traps. But we're not going to rank all of those because there's like 50.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's so many of them.
0: So, Nicole, do you want to start with a couple of questions here?
1: Sure. Well,. The first question is, what is your favorite stupid fan theory? I don't really know of any stupid fan theories. I can come up with some bullshit right now.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you want. I do have a favorite stupid fan theory in the fact that I think it's really stupid.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Adam is still alive.
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I'm like, no, no, he's fucking not.
1: Okay, but like, we've seen it Like, as like a skeleton.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. These these people, it's big like... (laughs) Do you know Bigger Luke? The the mean conspiracy theory? No. Basically, it's a theory about the original trilogy of Star Wars movies where sometimes it's either Han or Luke appears like slightly bigger than normal or slightly taller, leading to a theory that there are actually two two Lukes or two Hans or whatever, regular <laughs> Luke and Bigger Luke. <laughs> anyway, but um <laughs> So the fans are quick to point out that in the actual first movie, Adam's left ankle is the one that's chained up. But in every subsequent appearance, it's his right ankle that's chained up. (laughs) Among other things where like, Zep's hair still hasn't rotted out at one point, but Adam's somehow has. Just a lot of weird stuff. So like the theory is that Amanda tried to kill him with the plastic bag, but then backed out of it after he went unconscious. Because John says in Saw 3 that he's had to clean up her messes, plural, when really the only mess that we can see is that she didn't finish off Eric mm-hmm so like i see where they're coming from oh the other thing is like he only is suffocated by the bag for like 30 seconds or i think they actually timed it and it's like fucking 36 <laughs> seconds
1: oh my god um, <laughs>
0: the obsession is so real <laughs> and they're like that wouldn't be long enough to kill you i'm like yeah it's a movie like they did that in saw seven too that one guy hangs for like three seconds and his ass is dead yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's my favorite stupid fan theory because it just, it makes no sense with what we have seen in the rest of the franchise. (laughs) All right, Nicole, why do you think Jigsaw doesn't target more racists?
1: That is a very good question. Uh, I think it's because as an old white man, uh, John is just like kind of oblivious to it. Like he doesn't experience like microaggressions or anything. So like, he's probably just like, you know, oblivious to what's going on. Yeah.
0: I will say that <laughs> that all of our jigsaws are white, unless we're counting William Shank, who's like,
1: he's, some, he's something.
0: I think he's supposed to be like vaguely Middle Eastern or maybe like Indian.
1: What? Hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking up Max Min, Minjella. Yeah. Oh, he he's English.
0: <laughs> ah, I see.
1: Oh, his mother was born in Hong Kong. Ah. His dad's Italian. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah. When will the Italian racism stop?
1: (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, we did get some some white supremacists targeted. Yeah, you know, so it's like, okay, we got a little bit of it. But also that seemed like very extreme, you know, like these were skinheads, you know?
0: Yeah, honestly, the only base thing that Mark ever did. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Mark.
0: No, oh, he did kill all those cops.
1: That is true.
0: Saw 7 Mark is a little bit based.
1: <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the rankings for all of our movies because I have a lot to say about Saw 7, Saw 3D, Saw the final chapter.
0: I have so much to say about that, about <laughs> the lower half of these movies. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it's just because of the white. <laughs> I, think, I yeah. think that's it. yeah. A lot of these are like John's personal vendettas. As much as he doesn't want to admit it, these are his personal vendettas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like like racism has no real effect on him because he's an older white man. So, (laughs) you know, it's like he has no personal reason to go after these people.
0: No, exactly. Along the same line. In the vein of three little words, which characters would you most want to read an AU romance fic about?
1: Uh, Adamanda. Yeah, Adamanda. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have actually read a few Adamanda fics, to be honest <gasps> with you.
1: Oh my god.
0: You, you and I have seen a couple of, like, comics that people have posted on Twitter. They're very cute. They're so cute. Courier420 on Tumblr has done a couple of uh, Adamanda comics and just old drawings in general. I believe that they make Adam and Amanda T for T, which is my favorite interpretation of them if if we're going to do this ship.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Yeah. There is like this small transphobic part of my brain that says like it feels like slightly insulting to Shawnee Smith to say that she looks like she could be trans even though it's not insulting at all as a Mm -hmm. trans woman. I'm going to cut this out, but that's, that's just, that's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's it. Like I get Mark and Peter, but I don't <laughs> like it. I want to read about Mark fucking to be completely honest. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I'd read about Peter fucking, but that also could be because I'm currently rewatching Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and I forgot how much I loved Luke. Like he's such a grump uh, and he's played by Scott Patterson who plays Peter. So it's like, oh, I'm like, dude, I don't actually love you. I love Luke, but like you got the same face. Yeah.
0: I would also, I mean, obviously I would read Amanda Lynn. I can't find any explicit fix on AO3 about them, sadly. Oh. One of our listeners, please write it for me so I don't have to. <laughs> and honestly, one het one that I would read besides Adamanda would kind of be um, Perez and uh, Peter.
1: I was just about to say that. They have some cute energy. I mean, like, they worked really well as partners. And so, yeah. I, I mean, you know, what's that, what's that next step, you know, into romantic yeah. partners or sexual partners at the minimum? <laughs> so if you could put anyone in a saw trap, who would it be?
0: <laughs> for legal reasons, I cannot answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going for the very petty John-style answer, there were a few former... I don't know what the legality of saying this is. A few former coworkers or or employers that I would do that to in Minecraft.
1: <laughs> okay, because I was going more like like bigger picture, so I will not say this person's name, but their name rhymes with name redacted.
0: See, that's who I was thinking too. I said I can't. I, can't, <laughs> I said I can't answer that for legal
1: reasons. <laughs> but I would say. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but years ago when I worked at a gym, there was one member who like oh. threatened to die on a treadmill to like spite me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd put him in a saw trap. <laughs> oh god, that man was horrible. <laughs> I think about him sometimes.
0: I think any customer service person has at least one customer in their life who they would put in a saw trap. Yeah. Nicole, who would win in a fight, Jake Saw or Willy Wonka? <laughs>
1: It's it's giving um, like the Superman versus Batman question or where it's just like, well, with enough prep time, <laughs> like Jigsaw, I feel. But I don't know, Willy Wonka.
0: I'm going to say Willy Wonka because he has an army of slaves with
1: him. Oh, that is true. And also he just like killed children with no remorse. <laughs> There's no, like, method to his madness, you know, unlike John.
0: Here's the thing, though. Willy Wonka also has the John, like, planning out every single move thing. Where, like, he knew what fucking saw traps each children would fall for.
1: That is true. You know, I never thought about it until I saw this question on our list. But, like, they really are cut from the same cloth. It's a weird cloth. But <laughs> <laughs> That
0: cloth and evil Joanne fabrics.
1: Yeah. So, what characters from books that we've read on Three Little Words would you put in a saw trap, and what would that trap be?
0: Uh, Mark, Mark from um Mark from Saw Mountain Retreat Murder. <laughs> that was his name, right? <laughs> I swear, his ass. His name was Mark from what Mountain Retreat Murder.
1: No, uh, Matt. Matt. Matt Harkney. <laughs> yeah, Matt Harkney
0: would definitely go into a saw trap
1: god that sucks so hard
0: <laughs> other than that i would put allison avery into a saw trap sorry i wouldn't make it one where she had to like rip her own tits off or whatever but you know maybe like the nerve gas house she could go in there for a while
1: wait allison avery wasn't that the author
0: no that was that was jenny l howe who was the
1: author like, oh. <laughs> so you put the author in a no, saw that, trap that's a little hard
0: <laughs> beth cornellison would put me in a saw trap.
1: Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I would put Vladimir in a saw trap, not because I like dislike him, mm-hmm. but because it's like you've been through so much already. Like I want to push him. <laughs> like <laughs> like you, you got fucking kidnapped and everything. Yeah. Um. Like I think you can handle it, so I just want to see more for like experimental purposes, <laughs> not to hurt him.
0: Vladimir would become uh, an apprentice.
1: Yeah. He would. Ooh, that's a good one. Like okay, so who else from like the. Three little words, extended literary universe, do you think would become an apprentice?
0: Part of me wants to say Quenelette the Conqueror. I love her. But I feel (laughs) like, you know, she meets Becky immediately before she gets out of prison. That kind of sets her off on a different path.
1: Oh, yeah. But like, you know, before that, though, because I mean, she did kill a dude. So -hmm. she's not above it. And, you know, it was for, you know, for a good reason. Yeah.
0: I feel like she would take out her rage on drop drivers.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know who I think would be good, even though I don't see them ever becoming apprentices? Jake and Emma Turner from Kidnapping and Cameron Glenn. Oh,
0: I think they would.
1: I Like, they were much smarter than the police <laughs> and much more yeah. proactive than they were in that one. So I think they have, like, the brains to do it. Yeah,
0: they could either be a, a very good sing and tap combo or they would be fucking killer jigsaws put fenn's kidnappers into saw traps
1: yeah anyway
0: so final question for now where do you think the various jigsaws slash accomplices sit in a high school cafeteria like with what click and we answered this on our three little words anniversary (laughs) slash award show episode but i'm interested to hear it for this so we have john amanda mark lawrence gordon logan nelson and William Shank.
1: Yes. Okay. So let's start with John. I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is like he would just be on his own table in the cafeteria.
0: No, I think he's with like the nerds.
1: John's an engineer.
0: He's a big nerd. True. He's He's like the nerd in the friend group who says like really intense stuff sometimes and everyone's <laughs> just like quiet for a minute and then it's like, okay, so anyway, in Skyrim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll give you that nerd table amanda like the artsy goth kids
0: yeah yeah (laughs) either that or like i I could see her being a jock but i think it's just because she dresses like a big dyke
1: honestly yeah oh what sport would she play (laughs) soccer oh god yeah oh that is spot on (laughs) mark
0: mark is playing sports as well he's like he's not captain of the football team He's like second string linebacker.
1: I was thinking that or like J-R-O-T-C.
0: <laughs> oh, <it's> so true. <laughs> Dr. Lawrence Gordon.
1: Dr. Gordon. You know, I feel like obvious answer would also be like some kind of like nerdy thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about him gives like really strong band geek vibes. I yeah. I it's a space.
0: <laughs> I think so too. I think he would play like...
1: The baritone horn.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that or like the trombone.
1: I was thinking trombone also. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: got big trombone energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Logan Nelson.
1: I feel like he would be a jock too. Like baseball.
0: JROTC. Oh, really? baseball though. So yeah, I think baseball.
1: <laughs> he could do both.
0: Yeah. Do you think he was actually in the army?
1: Oh, I forgot he was in the army. Allegedly. Allegedly,
0: because the other cops say that he got his scars.
1: You want to know how I got these scars? Fighting
0: the Taliban in Iraq, which is not accurate. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but he really did. did. you say, well, I know how I got these scars like yeah. two minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he got those from getting his ass cut up by a jigsaw.
1: Oh, interesting. Do
0: you think people check that? I think so. I mean, for the cops, surely.
1: Yeah. No, I think people would check that. Like, if you say that, like, it's such an easy thing to verify. True. So I feel like he had to have done that.
0: It just occurred to me, like, earlier today.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, and now Shank.
0: Shank plays Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Yeah. He plays Dungeons and Dragons, but, like, he also plays, like, not at school, just, like, out at the community center, he'll play basketball, and he'll be really good at it.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also think he's a theater kid.
1: His little puppetry. That is true.
0: William Shank is such an interesting character.
1: I love him. I love him so much, honestly. Like, you know, forget about the whole like killing people thing. It's like, I would date him.
0: (laughs) It's okay. He never killed people. He only killed cops.
1: That is true. I fucks with Shank. Uh, William Shank, please call me. My phone number is 203.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Nicole, let's move into talking more about the show. Yes. Tell me your thoughts on our lore. Like, how did we decide that we were not only going to do this review show, but that we were going to have the conceit be that we were being forced to watch it, even though we both jumped at the opportunity to watch this franchise? Yeah,
1: right. I don't know. Like, how did that all start?
0: I mean, I think it just kind of feels like a natural place to put the show. Yeah. Because like, you know, Sala is all about being forced to do things.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely different from Three Little Words also. So just another thing to set it apart, because we don't do like skits and stuff on that one. No. And so it was like, this was really fun. This was, I think, also a lot of us just experimenting with different things.
0: Yeah. I think that's one thing I really liked about doing this show. It was very experimental for us. Mm -hmm. How do you think the sketches turned out?
1: I think they were very fun. I mean, I definitely feel like you can tell when we were just kind of going off the (laughs) cuff instead of like reading off a script, but they were just a lot of fun. I think they went very well.
0: I agree. I had a lot of fun with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we recorded almost all of those except for like the first one and the the twist ending in one night like three days before the show premiered
1: oh yeah because i had covid,
0: <laughs> <You> had COVID. <laughs> yeah towards the end of it
1: yeah so yeah
0: that's why the um <laughs> the patron version of saw 2 the first version we put up doesn't come with a skit at the beginning <laughs> I don't know if the if the people who listened enjoyed the skits or not because like you and I watched a video where uh, Jordan Breeding, I hope not from Crack <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan uh, reviewed all the Saw movies, and he also had the same conceit of like being locked in in a basement or whatever. And like mm-hmm. between each movie, he had like a twenty to thirty second sketch, and mm-hmm. I thought those were kind of corny and cringe. Yeah. And ours were like twice as long.
1: I thought ours were fun, though.
0: (laughs) I thought ours were a lot of fun, too. Mm
1: -hmm. And I thought
0: it was a really nice way to wrap up the ARG, essentially. Mm -hmm. Because um, we'll get into it later. But the way that we initially kind of planned to have the ARG end was it just kind of stops. Mm -hmm. Like you never hear from Frank again. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was also potentially thinking of making either a video or a newspaper article that was like, former cop found jigsawed. Oh no. (laughs) But yeah, I think that that's one of my favorites. I spent so fucking long on the sound effect of Frank falling down the stairs and breaking his neck.
1: (laughs) It came out so good though. Thank you. Worth it.
0: (laughs) I'm very proud of it. Thank you to Riley, by the way, for being the voice of, of Frank Chase yeah, I'm going to put in here the alternate takes that he did, because he did the the gruff Frank Frank Chase, but he also did like, hey, it's me, Frank Chase! Like, a really, <laughs> you know, really like nerdy and wimpy one, which I, I was tempted, but like, whenever I heard Frank in my head, it was always like, yeah, it's me, Frank Chase. Is anyone down there? Claudia? Nicole? I'm Frank Chase, I'm a detective! The Discord helped me find you! Are the stairs... Booby trapped or anything? Okay. Well, I'm gonna come down. Just stay calm. Everything's gonna be. Oh shit! <laughs> also, thank you to Max, who was our jigsaw.
1: Yes, thank you, Max. Much better than my weird voice changer thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the voice changer would have worked well, except for the fact that you need to turn it so deep to sound mm-hmm. masculine, which made it like indecipherable i'll put Mm -hmm. a a clip of that here too tell me if you can understand this (laughs) listen i i can't hear it but that's fine (laughs)
1: hello claudia and nicole i want to play a game for the last year you two have been recording extensive summaries of romance after romance squandering your talent for literary analysis you are both currently sitting on armed bear traps that are on a timer escape before saw x comes out on october 27th or your asses will be eaten Your time begins now. And remember, on the playground of life, there will always be ups
0: and downs.
1: I just have a very high-pitched voice, you know? You do. It didn't work out.
0: (laughs) Kind of going along these lines, when did we have the idea for the twist with Nicole?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just say bullshit sometimes. And so one of the <laughs> things I was just saying was, I don't know, I just work here. Because we had initially planned for you, Claudia, to be the jigsaw because you are the saw girly. Yeah.
0: And it was like my initial pitch to do the show.
1: Exactly. And, but then with me constantly saying the same thing, you were like, why don't we make you jigsaw? <laughs> yeah.
0: Because like the first three episodes, I had edited them by the time that we did Saw 4. And I, I like noticed a little bit in each one, especially the second one where you say, I don't know, I just work here. But then you pause and you say, wait, wait, wait no, I don't. I don't work for Jigsaw, which I cut out of the final episode <laughs> once we decided that you were Jigsaw.
1: I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> I don't work here. I don't work for Jigsaw, I swear. Nicole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you said it, you said, I just work here in episode four. And I was like, did you know you said that every episode? Do you want to be jigsaw? <laughs> <laughs> and we just went from there. I think I only had to prompt you to say it one time.
1: I think so, yeah. Like,
0: or we needed to like force it one time. That was with Spiral.
1: Yeah, because I remember afterwards being like, ah, oh, like whatever, we got it in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we like pictured the ending or at least I pictured it being like a montage of nine. I don't know. I just work (laughs) here. And I'm so happy with how that came out, to be completely honest with you.
1: So good. It was so fucking good. Thank you. You know, before I listen to the full episode, I skipped to the end just so I can hear that <laughs> one bit. And it just, it was so good. Like you killed it with the editing.
0: Thank you. I think in hindsight, if I were to do it over, I would raise the volume on Hello Zep very slightly
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's better than, sometimes I try and put music in three little words or Oak does and it's like a little too quiet,
1: but this mm-hmm. one I should
0: have cranked it a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I thought it was perfect. Thank you. I also loved uh, everyone's reaction to it. Yeah. Like, that was so good. I love that everyone got a kick out of it.
0: For real. There was one person who, like, after that episode premiered, they started listening to the show and they said, I have a prediction that Nicole is Jigsaw <laughs> and that the I just work here is our clue to that. I was like, "God damn, you got it in one.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> good job.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I figured, like, it's Saw. We can't not have a twist ending. Exactly except for saw 10 where the twist ending is that there is no twist ending
1: <laughs> which is a twist in and of itself yeah but yeah no just seeing everyone's reactions to that like i got a huge kick out of it and you know also just like shout out to everybody who participated in the in the arg everyone who yes. just who like joined our discord and just like hung out with us it was really great seeing everyone's you know reaction to this and getting such positive responses to this whole thing yeah I think I like mentioned something along these lines to you, but it's like, even if like one person joined because of this show, it was worth it. Exactly. This was absolutely worth it. We had such a fun time, like talking to everybody. Like this was just great. This was like such a positive experience.
0: Huge agree. And like the response from you guys has been so fantastic, not just in comments and things, but also in the fact that so many of you have come out and listened to the show Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the first episode of We Seesaw now has more listens than the first episode and the highest listened to episode of Three Little Words, which is crazy to me. It's like we've yeah. we've been doing Three Little Words for like a year and a half now, basically.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: like We Seesaw, we had it up for like a month and it, it blew Three Little Words out of the water in a good
1: way. Yep. But oh, it was just so great. I mean, I'm just so happy that people were as excited for this as we were.
0: Agreed. I'm just so happy with this show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This was such a blast. It was a blast, like, recording it and watching the movies and then just, you know, our listeners and interacting with them, with you guys. It's been yeah. it was, it's been so fun.
0: Thank you to the one person uh, who wasn't my boyfriend who emailed us at playing on the seesaw at gmail.com to tell us that they find Mark hot. <laughs> Uh, How long did it take to make? I believe all three... uh, We're not going to be saying who asked these questions, by the way, just because I forgot to Mm -hmm. write that down. I (laughs) believe all the lore questions are from the same person. How long did this take to make, and when did we have the idea for the series?
1: Oh, well, our idea for the series came when we did our episode of Dead Teen House Party. Yeah,
0: from the show swap. Literally during recording, (laughs) we had the idea. We came up with the title and the cover art in like 45 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, like my favorite horror movie is probably Saw, to be honest. I fucking love the Saw franchise. When when were you going to do a Saw podcast, Nicole?
1: Honestly, we should do it.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of want. We should do it. Pitch pitch that as a mini series to Moonshot.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, like I saw
1: saw something about seeing Ooh. and also sawing, you know. We see saw it'll be uh, the cover will be us on each end of a seesaw yeah or <laughs>
0: both of us on one end and the, and, the, puppet. Uh, the puppet on the other <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta we gotta write that shit down
1: <laughs> write that down write that down
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway why don't we continue summarizing the movie
1: that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> it was just meant to be yeah it was meant to be and it took uh like
0: two months to make basically yeah. I would even say like a month and a half, really, because we were working yeah. out like two of these a week.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we did take a couple breaks here and there, mm-hmm. but I mean, we were just so excited to, we, we were just invested in these movies. And so it was more like, listen, like, I just want to watch the next movie. So exactly. like, can we record like again this week? Because I, I want to know what happens next.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like we said, it was fun to do. And like, the recordings were so much shorter than Three Little Words. The average Three Little Words episode now takes four hours to record. Yikes. Which, you know, it is what it is. We, I've, I've kind of resigned that. That's, that's just <laughs> how long it takes us to summarize a book and, and really, like, get into it. But I am also very proud that even though some of these recordings were two and a half hours long, I managed to cut it down every time to, like, 100 minutes basically not including the intro, the outro, the promo, like 100 minutes. I made it basically the length of the movie. Mm -hmm. And usually only like 45 minutes to an hour of that is summary. Yeah, which feels good.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah,
0: took a couple of months to make it took me uh, the rule of thumb for editing is that it takes twice as long to edit as it did to record. So all in all, uh, it probably took me like I don't know, 35 hours something to edit this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Somewhere around there. Which isn't bad, all things considered. I've spent 10 hours editing a single three little words before. Nightmare. Nightmare, to be honest. I still need to finish Bonded by Thorns. Uh. But yeah, it was it was really worth it to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, another thing is that in going along with the lore, I kind of in my own mind was like, I'm editing this. While we are in the basement, like we have (laughs) to record it and edit it. It doesn't get the internet except for when it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like the one time we had to Google like how much heroin (laughs) costs or whatever. (laughs) That bit was too funny to not put in the episode. (laughs) And in doing so, in three little words, we put in a lot of like musical gags or like clips or something. In this one, I was like, I can't do that. And so it was very like minimalist editing experience for me. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that. I was very conscious of that while I was doing it. Yeah. What do you think about our lore overall? Because I know that towards the end, we started like really racking our brains to like <laughs> figure out how to make it all cohere.
1: Hmm. I mean, I think it worked out really well in the end because, you know, we had an idea going into it. And then it just, you know, naturally progressed in such a way where our original idea didn't really stick. So now we had to kind of adapt. So I think we did a good job of, like, kind of retroactively adding stuff in and making it work.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. I'm proud of how it it turned out. I liked our silly lore. And Mm -hmm. in my brain, I went and extra justified some things. Like, whenever Archer was scratching himself and his collar bell was going off, I was like, ah our chains are
1: jingling. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I also found we came up with the idea of having like, just a huge stack of papers for like the Saw wiki and Wikipedia and shit. We were just getting <laughs> like a bunch of fucking loose files. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, behind the scenes here, you came over for us to watch Saw 10 together. We went mm-hmm. to the theater. Uh, And then we recorded in my living room, and so when we needed like a paper rustling sound effect, I just grabbed whatever was on my coffee table and shook it, and it was it was um (laughs) uh, it was some mail I received to sign up for clown school in January 2024.
0: (laughs) Nicole is a registered clown.
1: Uh, A certified clown. Certified clown. I apologize. I am a certified clown. I completed my first year, which is really just one weekend, at the Northeast Clown Institute. So I got, you know, mail basically telling me to register for my second year. I cannot, unfortunately, because I'm moving across the country. Yeah. It was just very funny. I'm like, this just happened to be what was on my coffee table at that moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's it for lore. Do you want to go even deeper into lore (gasps) and talk about our ARG?
1: Oh my gosh. So how did we even like end up deciding to do an ARG?
0: You and I had been talking about doing an ARG for like literally four or five years, I think. Mm. Even, you know, outside of all this. Yeah. I think that we were just thinking of like a fun way to promote the show. And I think it was kind of just an excuse for us to do an ARG.
1: Yeah, but also it worked. You know, like, I don't think an ARG would work with three little words. <laughs> no. Well, like, but with this, <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, we, we could make it work, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun to come up with. We actually had Marn from Argonauts do some ARC consulting for us.
1: Yes, yeah, so thank you, Marn. Yeah,
0: thank you, Marn. She came in and she talked to us about puzzles and things and about, like, making shit work, essentially. <laughs> Her advice was so valuable. Yeah, thank you, Marn.
1: I want to hear you talk about Frank because, I mean... Frank was literally just supposed to be this kind of throwaway guy. Literally, we were going to throw him down the stairs and leave him to die. But you put so much work into fleshing out his character that it was, it it ended up being us, like we weren't able to kill him because everyone loved him so much.
0: It's true. Why don't we get into summarizing the ARG and we can talk about stuff about that as we go on.
1: Okay, sounds good. So
0: first of all, we need to restart the podcast Hi everyone, I'm Claudia
1: and I'm Nicole
0: and this is the Argonauts podcast sort of (laughs) every two weeks I'm going to fail to make an ARG and Nicole's gonna tell me what we should have done instead (laughs) yeah so this is the We Seesaw ARG. We started planting the seeds pretty early (laughs) and that started with Frank. Oh Frank. The initial outline for the ARG is as follows. In short, we, this is in quotes here. In short, we put out missing persons posters, gather players into our Discord. A detective joins the Discord as an NPC players funnel information to. At some point, this NPC is like, okay, I've tracked, I think I've tracked down their location. I'm going to go get them. And then a day or two later, we release a news article about how he was captured and killed, and we release the promo along with it. And I also have a note here. Also, I think our detective should have a last name that's also a verb, like tap or carry. <laughs> So yeah, that was the basic idea. And I think that all in all, we basically did that. Yeah. So yeah, about a month or so before the arc started, Frank <laughs> Chase joins the Discord server. <laughs> I have him talk once or twice in just like little snippets, just to make him seem like maybe, maybe this is a real person. Uh, I don't know if people saw right through that or not.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, please let us know. Like I remember, the first I think like big interaction we had with him and others was when I asked who owns a tape recorder or a tape or cassette player. Yeah,
0: (laughs) because we wanted to we wanted to set that up and also ask who had a cassette player so that we could potentially send a cassette to someone for a puzzle that never ended up happening. But I made, uh, I, I wrote out the puzzle and made a cassette for it. Yeah. So Frank in there said like, Oh, I have a cassette player. I, I like the sound. I think he also posted his uh Kathy Lee Gifford cassette that I actually own. <laughs> so yeah, we spent the tiniest bit of time trying to plant seeds. And we did essentially hint that we were about to do an ARG. I believe in an update, Oak said that armfuls of really great content were coming, something like that. So then we um, dropped the first puzzle basically overnight. I think I planned to like drop it at like 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's when, when it ended up going up roughly. So what happened is that Frank got a cassette that I still have on my desk That says play me on it in masking tape written in fucking Sharpie or whatever. The cassette says that, uh, oh, Detective Frank Chase. I'll just play it. (laughs) Hello, Detective Chase. After resigning from the force in disgrace seven years ago, you've spent every day obsessing over unsolved cases from your past. Today, I present you with a new case. Claudia and Nicole have gone missing. Can you find them and redeem yourself, detective? And yeah, on the back of the cassette was a URL for com slash hellofrank.html. Nicole, do you want to talk about jigsawrules.com? <laughs>
1: Which episode was it that we were that we joked about that?
0: That was Jigsaw because that's the one where, <laughs> where it turns out Eleanor is on jigsawrules.com. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> So yeah, I mean that was it. just started as a joke and it's like, haha, jigsaw rules, but rules with the Z. And then that just happened. I mean, you looked up whether or not that was an actual thing. It was. And, you know, thanks to all your work, you ended up, you know, managing to buy the website and <laughs> a lot of work on there
0: yeah i bought it from another trans saw fan uh, <laughs> shout out to leo by the way leo is a good is a cool guy i feel bad that i didn't use more of the main website but by the time i was mm-hmm. done coding all the arg stuff i was like i never want fucking touch html ever again <laughs> one day i'll expand that site but we we were looking at the site and we were like we want to do something with this because it's cool but like leo hasn't really done much with it a lot of the text on the site is Laura Mipsum. so yeah we bought the url from him for like 13 dollars, and i actually had to go back and forth with him a few times being like hey what what did you code this website in i need to find that so i can like edit it and so he had to put me on like the github and it was it was a whole process but we got it and i got to use it for this and jigsawrules.com slash hellofrank.html goes to a page for the Play and Pray uh, P-R-E-Y <laughs> storefront which is your one-stop shop for playground equipment and animal traps
1: just everything a girl boss needs <laughs>
0: for real so <laughs> here's a funny thing that I don't think that you got to see, Nicole a couple of people in the Discord were like hey, is this an ARG or is this like some weirdo oh, yeah <laughs> Trying to, like, hijack the server, essentially.
1: So funny, but also, like, thank you for asking. Yeah, for
0: real. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go in there and be like, yeah, it's an ARG. We're going to do something fun. Just, like, come and play with us. (laughs) So the Plain Prey website. I'm actually very proud of this page, to be honest. It took a while to program, and I think it turned out very nicely. I also used ChatGPT to help me with a lot of the coding. It was a bitch to get, like, hover text. Anyway, so... The puzzle here is that there are four images in the top section of the of the website for different products in there. We have the Billy Seesaw, beloved by kids and adults, the Billy Seesaw will get you through all of life's ups and downs, sold out. The Puppy Pile Carousel, grab five of your friends and strap in for a fun and safe spin, supervision suggested. Alex Monkey Bars, your kids will have so much fun swinging from rung to rung, or just seeing how long they can hang. And Johnny's push swings. Your kids will love being pushed to their limit on this swing. <laughs> so basically, all of these are are a saw reference. <laughs> Billy and seesaw. Billy is the puppet. Uh, the puppy pile carousel is the dog pit death carousel. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's monkey bars are um the like one second of <laughs> <laughs> monkey bars over the fucking lawnmower trap that you see in yeah. Soft Driven. Oh so good. And then Johnny's push swings is is just it's John and you know, in the third movies pushed around in a wheelchair a lot. Yeah. That that was it. I kinda of ran out of ideas. So
1: good. It was so good.
0: Thank you. If you hover over each picture for like one second, it gives you a bit.ly link, which uh, does not work anymore because I refused to pay for bit.ly. And if you follow that, it led you to a Google Drive. And the Google Drive contained four pictures of dinosaurs. <laughs> have you seen the dinosaur pictures, Nicole? I don't think so. So the four images are all of stegosauruses. You have one of a news anchor from the show Dinosaur, a like Puppet. I, I forget if it was Jim Henson or not, probably. Like, puppet dinosaur sitcom. One of Spike from The Land Before Time. One of the Far Side comic about the Thagomizer, which is now the actual scientific term for the spikes on a Stegosaurus's tail. And <laughs> one of a generic Stegosaurus I found on Google. <laughs> I just let the players sit with that for a while. Eventually, what the players realized is that there's a type of encoding called steganography, which is uh what the stegosaurus pictures were getting at. And steganography lets you hide text in images. What it does is it like alters some of the bits of the code or something, and then you can like put it in a D scrambler and it'll pop out whatever text is in there, something like that. What I really wanted to do initially was make those four images, the four stegnog images, whatever.
1: That's just your word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put those as the product images. But it turns out that websites specifically like wipe any data from images that you upload so that you can't like upload a virus into a picture, which is fair which is why the bit.ly goes to a Google Drive, which doesn't do that, so that you could have the steganographized pictures that I actually made. So once decoded, the images gave four sets of numbers, essentially. The first one is 07-22-1992, colon, 4-1, colon, L, colon, 15, colon, question mark. And that's the format for all of them, so the others are... July 14th, 1994, 13-8, win 45, question mark, October 27th, 2006, 2-4, loss 15, question mark, and August 7th, 1942, 6-4, loss 6. So this is a baseball puzzle. Nicole, looking at those dates, tell me what you think they are, because the dates are significant, but they are significant for just Easter egg reasons.
1: Well, the one I immediately recognized was one of them was my birthday.
0: (laughs) The other one is my birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the first two are our birthdays. The third one is the release date for Saw 3. It was very hard to find a baseball game that landed on one of the Saw movie release dates because most of the time by the end of October, baseball is over. But luckily, uh, the World Series ran really long in 2006. So Saw 3's release date lines up with, uh, I think, the last game of the World Series. Oh. Yeah. And then August 7th, 1942, is Tobin Bell's birthday. <gasps> the actor who plays John.
1: <laughs> 42?
0: Yeah, 1942. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's like 80.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> he looks good for 80.
1: He does. Fucking killed it in Saw 10.
0: For real. Also, um, I believe... Forrest, or more accurately, probably Oak's girlfriend V in the same system, asked Frank when his birthday was to make sure that none of those dates were Frank's birthday since they realized that the first two were our birthdays. And V specifically asked it to see if we had an answer already. But I did have an answer ready for that. (laughs) Ha ha! Frank was born October 7th, 1979. He's Gen X.
1: Uh, of course. Mm.
0: So what the puzzle is is that the information you're given is the date of a game, the score of the game, win or loss is which team you're supposed to be looking at, and then the number of the player who you're supposed to be looking at. The last number that you have to punch in is their position because baseball positions are actually numbered 1 through 9. It's um pitcher is 1, catcher 2, First through third is uh, three through six, and then um, seven, eight, nine are the outfield. I forget which way those go. So they need to find a four-digit code, and somebody very rightfully pointed out that they had no way to know if this was correct or not. Uh, so I spent that night going into the Jigsaw Rules website and being like, oh, fuck, how do I make, like, a passcode system? <laughs> it wasn't that hard, but it was a little bit annoying. But luckily, once I did it once, I could just copy and paste it to every other passcode. Nice. (laughs) So uh, the eventual answer, they actually, the players initially screwed up one number because they were looking at the wrong team or the wrong game. Actually, they were looking at a game that was like that was two to four when the game we were looking for was four to two. Mm -hmm. i did like really specifically make sure that the order was something that mattered the final code that they got was 3953 they entered it into this passcode system jigsaw emailed them and was like hey thanks for uh starting to play my game here's a passcode system to check your answers they put in 3953 and they got something saying great and uh the (laughs) I don't know if you saw this, Nicole, but this is the website that you get when you correctly solve the puzzle.
1: Oh yeah, I did see this one. Very well done. You have correctly solved the puzzle. Please give the code you entered to disgraced former detective Frank Chase and await further instruction. And then it's the dancing baby video.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: it's like it's like ooga Chaka. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God,
0: I had to put something in there to as a little reward.
1: It was so funny.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: I was, I was, I was like, is there I was wondering, I'm like, is this like an Easter egg? Am I supposed to be looking for something in this video?
0: Nope.
1: Nope. dancing baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's I include made sure to include wait for further instructions so that they didn't have to like dig around the entire code or whatever. hmm. Also in the code for the passcode ones i made sure to put like hey if you're looking in the source code you really shouldn't be play fair because (laughs) the only way to make it so that players couldn't find the password in the source code was to make it like a fucking server side thing where like you have to ping a server to like verify the passcode and github doesn't do that and i was like i'm not doing this shit i'm just telling them to fuck off if they read the code (laughs) i put a live little notes in the code the play and pray website for the first like week had a note that was like because there were two broken images on the bottom it was like make sure that you put in the images before wednesday or everyone will think you're a bad serial killer (laughs) so yeah then the players had to wait for a couple of days Mm -hmm. in the meantime the players got frank lore
1: yeah, so Frank was supposed to be just this kind of throwaway character who we were just going to kill at the end. It's going to be like, whatever, no big deal. But you did such a good job of like fleshing him out as a character and you were interacting with people in the Discord. Uh, he became a fan favorite. And so then we felt bad. <laughs> we yeah. decided to kill him. So, you know, tell us about that. Like, I do want to know like what prompted you to make him much more involved than we had originally planned.
0: I think part of it was like needing something for players to do between puzzles. Because I like her puzzles. I think they're they're good puzzles overall, but I was like, if these like four puzzles are all that this ARG is, it's not the best ARG. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I want to have characters in here and I want the players to like feel like they're really getting involved in this and that they're helping somebody solve this. So I decided to just have like Frank talk to them a lot because they were asking Frank questions anyway. So I slowly started giving Frank a bunch of backstory. We'll get into it as we go. But the first few bits of backstory that I gave were of course that he's a former police detective. And I also almost immediately, I had a thought of like, what what if Frank is gay or (laughs) queer in some way? And then I had the secondary thought Because I played in the Pepsi Navy Exposed ARG, the Argonauts run one. And there was a character in that called Dan. Dan was the ex-husband of the main NPC for like the first half of the ARG, Bowtie Nebula, who is like the player's main point of contact, who, spoilers, I guess, for an ARG that's three years old. (laughs) Bowtie eventually dies because the players are misled into giving Pepsi Bowtie's location. And Pepsi Baja blasts him. Uh, mm-hmm. Rip and Peace Bowtie, you will be a bench. R.I.P. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know what would be funny? If Dan got involved with another ARG character who dies tragically because of player actions. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up asking Marn if I could borrow Dan. and she was very excited about the idea (laughs) so yeah i started seeding that in there basically immediately also i did almost all of this arg while on vacation to visit my partner Mm -hmm. (laughs) shout out forest i love you baby Mm -hmm. frank that evening says that he one he's had a pretty good day because the player solved the puzzle he actually says it's probably the best day he's had in a little while, which I t- I tried to make like half the things Frank said be the saddest thing you've ever heard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did a very good job.
0: Thank you. And Frank says that he still has to meet with the photographer tonight for his cousin, in quotes, cousin's wedding in a few months. It seemed nice from what she said about him. And when the players ask, why do you have to meet with the photographer? Frank clarifies that his cousin is busy and he's a... Uh, the maid of honor, man of honor. She's very free spirited and said she didn't want to be bound by the idea that she need all women in her bridal party. So I'm helping. She's family and I love her and I'm not doing much else right now. So hey, I'll meet the guy. So yeah, Liz is Frank's like quote unquote cousin, which is like really a a close family friend that you just kind of call a cousin because it's easier. Yeah. I like had ideas about Liz. I never really fleshed her out in my mind. I was just like, she's Frank's friend who's pushing him to like better himself. Frank is (laughs) such like a sad sack all the time that she's like, Frank, please get out of the house. (laughs) Stop listening to conspiracy theory podcasts. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen to romance podcast instead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Frank actually said that this was a recommendation from Liz and her fiance, like the Three Little Words podcast was. Mm hmm. So Frank ends up going to dinner with this photographer because the photographer is like, hey, I'm going to be in the office like really late and I haven't had a chance to eat. Do you want to talk about business stuff with dinner on me? And then afterwards, they end up going out for drinks as well. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot about this. I actually put Dan as a contact in my phone so that I could take a screenshot of of Dan's (laughs) contact name and stuff. Mm-hmm. Frank says he added his contact info himself and the name is Dan photograph emoji winky face Frank's like I'm afraid I'm giving him the wrong idea <laughs> and then the next morning immediately I was thinking of dragging this out a little more But I, I was like Frank is somebody who rushes into everything the next morning Frank was like hey I didn't really sleep much last night been running around all day was up all night thinking uh, by the way how do you know if you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> everyone was very nice to frank too thank you everyone for being so nice to frank all the time yeah oh
1: my god it was so sweet like
0: <laughs> mara saying does the thought of being with a man make you happy excited and uh Elle saying you don't have to figure out if you're gay or not or put a label on it on what you're feeling sometimes it's just good to feel out what's going on without trying to define it <laughs> for saying being gay is cool and sexy so jot that down so yeah, Frank talks out some feelings about Dan, just that he can't, like, stop fucking thinking about him and that dinner. Ew. Yeah. He says that he's never really had a relationship before, it's just never happened for him, and he's just never really felt it. Uh, I kind of wrote Frank as, like, demisexual, so, like, only having sexual attraction once you form, like, a strong connection with someone, essentially. hmm So yeah, that's that. So the next day, players get an email... Let me read out the email. The subject line of the email is in all caps, country girls making do in your area. <laughs> Heart eyes, farmer girl, drooling farmer girl, woozy face farmer girl, eggplant farmer girl, peach. Uh-huh. And then the email says, dear professional, this letter was specifically selected to be sent to you. We will comply with all removal requests. This mail is being sent in compliance with Senate Bill 1625, Title IX, Section 305. This is not unsolicited bulk mail. Why work for someone else when you could become rich in as few as 51 days? Have you ever noticed people will do almost anything to avoid mailing their bills and people love convenience? Well, now is your chance to capitalize on this. We will help you decrease perceived waiting time by 150% plus sell more. The best thing about our system is that it is absolutely risk-free to you. But don't believe us. Professor Anderson of Delaware tried us and says, my only problem now is where to park all my cars. This <laughs> offer is 100% legal and it goes on for a while. <laughs> and then at the end, it has a link that goes to jigsawrules.com slash sorry for the spam,
1: <laughs>
0: which is another code entrance page. Uh, also, it says love jigsaw. Xo
1: <laughs> XOXO. <laughs>
0: XOXO, go piss girl. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually a cipher. This is called the spam email cipher. And there is a website that will generate this code for you and decode it. It's such a cool little cipher, to be honest. Like, it's just a bunch of essentially nonsense spam type email phrases strung together to decode into a phrase. And the phrase that decodes into is, "grandma's scarves around our necks. Which is a line from the Smith and Pyle song, The Show. So Smith & Pile is uh, Shawnee Smith's country band with uh, another actress' last name. I-, I will be the first to admit that this puzzle was kind of half-baked. We had an idea for it. I ended up having to write it at the last minute. So what the puzzle is supposed to be is that those lyrics lead you to the song. Literally, all you had to do was tell me what time those lyrics are in in the song. Um, Forest Lair pointed out to me that those lyrics show up twice in the song, actually, so that's my B. <laughs> Literally, just like these lyrics show up at 2 minutes and 49 seconds. 249. Players didn't get that. Players found their own <laughs> solution. <laughs> so, some options they tried were 150, the only numbers in the song, 729, month and date of the album's release, 708, month and year, 108, month and year of when their YouTube channel was created. Then, one of the players, Ali Angel, said, quote, In a moment of throwing insanity at the wall, I was trying every variant of date for all of their blog posts. The website was archived, and 249 was the code. Connecting to a post about a concert on April 24th, 2009. The post, not the concert. So, <laughs> I would like to say... I would never make players do something as insane as that without... more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you guys found the answer. It's a slightly better answer than than was originally planned, I guess. So then players uh, got to this website, Nicole.
1: Uh, (laughs) Okay, so it leads you to jigsawrules.com forward slash chickendinner.html. And it says, you've done it again. Please give the code you entered to extremely disgraced former detective Frank Chase. And that's a hyperlink. And to wait for their instruction, send him my regards and congratulations. And then there's a gif at the heart locket opening and it says, congrats on coming out (laughs) with a pick crew of of our boy, I'm assuming. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I made Frank a redhead with a scar across his eye. It It just felt right.
1: I do love that pick crew. It's a very cute one. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it's a, it's a good pick crew. So the hyperlink uh, doesn't work properly unless you take out the extra jigsawrules.com that's in there for some reason.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I don't know how that happened. But if you go to that hyperlink, you actually get a set of binary. Nicole, do you know what this binary is?
1: I do not. I can read it aloud to everybody. Uh, one, <laughs> one, one, one,
0: one. <laughs> so this binary is a QR code or it's one-fourth of a QR code where uh, I believe one is white and zero is black. So this wasn't in our original plan. I just felt like over that weekend, the players needed something else to do. And so I wrote up an extra set of four puzzles for them. (laughs) So this is the first of the four. It's very simple. It is literally just like make that into black and white and you get one fourth of a QR code. Then the next day, I think Frank and Dan have some cute interactions after this. I believe Mm -hmm. uh, Dan kisses Frank. No, Frank kisses Dan. That's it. (laughs) And then he immediately panics about it for like a whole day. So the next puzzle was one that I fucked up a lot, at least the initial part of it. I sent an email to the players that had an encoded bit.ly link. I kind of just expected them to go and try every fucking cipher for some reason, because it was late when I thought of it. Mm -hmm. It was in ragdoll cipher. But what I didn't realize when I translate into ragdoll cipher is ragdoll cipher requires a passcode. So it just ended up being the default passcode, which is secret. Um, I sent out a couple of hints one of them was a video of Raggedy Ann and Babette from the Raggedy Ann movie <laughs> being gay at each other for five minutes or whatever. And then the other one was um, oh, is Rag Baby Cipher not Rag Doll Cipher? That's the same fucking mis- mistake I made because afterwards I realized it was called Rag Baby Cipher and sent a YouTube video of how to make a ragdoll baby.
1: Terrifying. <laughs>
0: Eventually I straight up said, Hey, sorry, I fucked up this puzzle. Let's call this one a wash, and just gave them gave them the answer, (laughs) like I gave them the cipher to put it into. June B, one of our patrons and one of the players, actually came up with a retroactively better uh hint than I thought of, where she was like, Oh, I get it now. Raggedy Ann and Babette, Rag Baby. Like that's the like as a shit name. Uh I'm like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's what I intended. For sure. (laughs) I wish I intended that. It's really good. (laughs) So the bit.ly went to a Google Drive document that was a folder titled Don't Look Too Closely. And in there was a Minecraft world. I built a whole ass Minecraft world for this. My God. So the Minecraft world is a little village that you can walk around. And the entire thing of Don't Look Too Closely is it's in creative mode, and if you fly above the village, the entire village is the corner of the QR code. I worked quite hard on it, and I believe that it still need to be, like, touched up very slightly. I think I, I rearranged something a little bit wrong. I created these puzzles on the fly, which is why the QR one... I like the QR code puzzles, frankly, but uh, some <laughs> of them don't quite work.
1: Ha, frankly.
0: Ah, uh-huh. ha. <laughs> so... But yeah, so the, the village is the corner of the QR code. The next day, players get an email. The title of the email is, Don't even mention losing to me. I can't stand to think of it, which is a quote from chess grandmaster and chess grand anti-Semite Bobby Fischer. Icon. I- icon. Rip and peace, king. You, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> told us all how <laughs> Jews were... <laughs> Uh, controlling the media or something <laughs> whatever when you went fucking insane in your 30s through 60s jesus so then they were given a code in base 64 which gave them four fens so fens are a way to transcribe an entire chessboard position into like i don't know 64 characters or something and if you put those four boards in and you put them all together They make a corner of the QR code. This one I originally had planned as a planner, essentially, where, like, specific dates would have been highlighted, but I couldn't make it work. So chessboard was the the next best solution I could do. Initially, some players thought that maybe you had to find the best position, like the best next move in each position, which would have been cool, but would have been a lot of fucking work. But no, it's literally just like transcribe the pieces onto a pixel grid. And that's the part of the QR code.
1: God, it's so involved. Like, it's very impressive. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So the final uh, bit of QR code that they got was a very long email. I'm going to see if you can solve this, Nicole. Oh, gosh. So the email is titled, Hello, My Loves.
1: These names, they mean nothing to me. There are a bunch of names, but they're obviously like pairing names. They got the slash. We got like Adam slash Brittany, Chris S slash JC, and so on and so on.
0: So the puzzle here is an Are You the One puzzle.
1: Oh, haven't watched that one.
0: It's uh, a good one. That's one of the ones I watch. <laughs> so what the puzzle is, is that these are matches. So the idea of Are You the One is that there are In the typical season, that's not the queer season, it's 10 men and 10 women in a house together. And each one of them has been like mathematically paired up with science. And their goal is to find their perfect matches in the house. Oh. Each week they have a little ceremony where they choose somebody to sit next to that they think is their perfect match. If they get all 10 of them correct, they win. They win one million dollars. Whoa. So yeah, the names are pairings of people who sat together at ceremonies on different weeks, and the code is that it's basically binary again. So if they are a perfect match, it's one color. If they are not, it's another color. And I screwed this one up. I essentially did this by eye multiple times, counting out things, and I screwed it up a little bit. And the players also did screw it up as well because they did up and down instead of left to right, which was my plan. Which, you know, didn't really convey that, which is fine. But they did solve it. And then the QR code didn't work because I screwed something up there too. Uh, There were a couple of sections that like overlapped or something, so it didn't quite work. I ended up just giving them the QR code. (laughs) <laughs> because they solved all the puzzles, they got it. Yeah. So it went to jigsawrules.com/learnthepast.html, which I will send to you, Nicole.
1: And it is a newspaper clipping from the Metro Times, a very legitimate newspaper, <laughs>
0: totally real,
1: dated August seventeenth, twenty sixteen. Police chief makes statement about officer assault by Pamela Jenkins. Police Chief Marcus Banks stated at a press conference today that the internal affairs investigation into the assault of Officer Jackson Phillips has concluded and has found that Frank Chase did, in fact, throw Phillips down a flight of stairs in his apartment in June. Chase, a now former detective at the precinct, was accused of the assault after what was reported to be a series of escalating confrontations with Phillips over several months, eventually confronting him in Phillips' home. Police have not released details about what the confrontations were related to, but have said that it was about a now-closed investigation the two had worked on. Chief Banks told reporters that Chase has agreed to resign effective immediately, and the restraining order has been taken out by Phillips against him. Banks also denied a history of violence from Chase, stating, "...while this does seem to be an isolated incident, the brutality of the assault and the conflict around it has necessitated de- decisive action." Frank Chase could not be reached for comment, but Officer Ezekiel Banks told reporters that Chase had expressed frustration and intents to move out of Metro City.
0: So yeah, this is what the whole QR code thing was leading to. Lore.
1: Love it. Frank Lore.
0: (laughs) So the way the Saw universe ties into this arg... It goes (laughs) back and forth and is very confusing, even to me, because this names three different Saw characters. Yes. (laughs) Sam Jenkins wrote the article, Samuel Jackson, the police chief, Marcus Banks, and then Chris Rock as Ezekiel Banks.
1: It's so good. Like cute, like fun little Easter eggs there. Thank you.
0: So yeah, this is backstory. Initially, you and I were like, it doesn't matter what Frank did to resign from the force in disgrace. Unless the players ask, in which case we'll figure something out. But in the back of my head, I was I was figuring something out regardless. <laughs> um, so here's where I decide to drop that lore. So the players say like, "Hey, hey Frank, what's up with this?" and Frank just responds with ellipses and then goes silent for like seven hours. <gasps> the drama at 5 a.m eastern time he says sorry i haven't responded to this yet spent some time crying to liz about it didn't really want details to be known about it i'll explain more later but yeah it's true i did that (gasps) and somebody said even if you did do it a cab and frank says i have sincerely believed and understood this every single day since i left the force before we get into the frank chase backstory we need to have another puzzle (gasps) nicole this is one that you wrote
1: It is. Okay. So this is the Pokemon poem puzzle. So when we were like brainstorming for the ARG, we wanted each puzzle to kind of be a different genre of thing so we had like sports music all that and so I said okay this was originally I was originally working on a music one and then hated what I came up with oh no no this was a, a different one this was a love is blind yeah. puzzle but then I was like ah I fucking hate this so I said let me go the video game route and I had was I don't know I don't think I was playing Pokemon at this time but like Pokemon was like the first thing that came to my brain because the numbers I had to use were 312 Mm -hmm. So I just went off the national decks and in the national decks, Minun from Gen 3 is Pokemon number 312. And so then I just had to work backwards from there. And like, I truly don't know how most of this occurred to me. But basically, you know, just working backwards, I said, okay, so we have Minun. And so it needs to be Gen 3. Where do you find a Minun? But also like you can find Plusle here. And I was like, okay, let's figure this out. Let me read the poem first. Stone, heat, balance, feather, mind, rain. Two roads diverge in the yellow wood, and I I took the one less italicized. Traveled by the toll I paid was twelve hundred dollars. So it's a very short poem, but I but like I put so much thought into it. I'm like, oh, like this has several meanings. So the first line, stone, heat, balance, feather, mind, rain, lists six of the eight Hoenn badges. So Hoenn, all right, Gen three. I left off two of the badges, those being the knuckle and the dynamo badges. Basically because, you know, the map is so big, I wanted people to kind of have an idea as to where, you know, I wanted to narrow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The knuckle badge you get in Duford town, the little island, and the dynamo badge you get in Maville City. So you have that whole stretch between Duford, you know, the, like the that water route, Slateport City, and then you have Route 110 that heads to Mauville city, or you can go through the cycling road. So two roads diverge in a yellow wood. So the two roads being route 110, the walking path, that's under cycling road and cycling road itself. Okay, so now that we have a general area that we should be looking at, uh, we move on to the next line, which is I took the one less traveled by, less italicized travel by. So my logic here was that per Bulbapedia, there are fewer trainers on the walking path of Route 10 than there are on Cycling Road. And so it's like, okay, the road less traveled by because there are fewer Pokemon trainers. The toll I paid was $1,200. There are several trainers on Route 110 who you could battle. Only one of them pays you $1,200 when you beat them in battle. And that trainer has a Plusle and a Minun. So the less, italicized less in Less Traveled By worked two ways here as in like, you know, the route with fewer trainers and also my noon, which is like minus less. And then you would, you know, look up its national DEX number and that's 312. That's how you would get it. So I remember, you know, folks trying to solve this one and you were asking me, you were like, oh, should I give them a hit? And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Like they got this. Yeah, let cook. It reached a point though, where I was like, oh my God, are they not going to get this? Because they just deviated like <laughs> so far. Not that far, but it was like, they were like a little off base at first and i said oh no like did i i was like did I, did this make sense more sense in my brain than it did you know in practice but no, somebody ended up getting it. And it's very funny cause it reminds me of your puzzle where it's like, oh, there's a different way of solving it. Like you got it, but it wasn't how I expected you to get there. In the sense that they thought Yellow Wood was talking about Pikachu. And I quote, with each game trying to make a clone to get the same popularity. That was not what I intended. I'm glad it worked out that way. Uh, I just was just like two roads diverged and I was just, you know, Yellowwood. like let's just stick with Robert Frost here. And so then they said, uh, and Isabel, so yeah, Trainer Isabel, has a Plusle and a Minun. So the two clones of Gen 3, the two Pikachu clones. The road less traveled means Minun as it is associated with the minus sign. It's Natdex Dex number is 312, and that's the code. They basically got it. <laughs> yeah, they basically got it. I'm like, the yellow part was not what I intended, but... and And, and like, you know, the whole less traveled by thing being literal... Yeah. was also kind of skipped over, but at the end of the day, they got it. I really
0: like this puzzle, to be honest. I think this one Thank is very you. well made.
1: I was, you know, wondering, I was, I think I even asked you if I should add more steps to this. I was like, is this too little? Is this, you know, because yours were so cool and so involved and I was like, oh no, like is mine too simple?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think this one has like the, per- uh, a really, a really like nice amount of simplicity for like, it- it's like a logic puzzle, basically hmm You're, like, trying to figure out something specific. There's no, like, no math, no codes or anything. It's just, like, I don't know, very clear instructions and or obscured instructions on how to find a thing. hmm I really like it. I think the players solved it in, like, the perfect amount of time. They solved it in, like, six to ten hours, basically. Yeah. Like, they solved it in that day.
1: Yeah, it was during my work day. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. You know, I definitely think it was different from yours in the sense that it's, like, oh, like, you're just given four lines here. Yeah. Like here's a short little poem. And then the um, subject line of the email was a poem for July and September mm-hmm. because the birthstone for July is Ruby and September is Sapphire, Ruby and Sapphire being Gen 3 games.
0: Yep, I believe that was my addition.
1: It was, yeah, because I was telling you, I'm like, oh, you know, the birthstones, and you said, oh, poem for July and September. And I said, perfect. <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I really like that puzzle. I'm, I'm glad that you made that one. So with that... Player who's got a link to uh jigsawrules.com slash who's that Pokemon.
1: Okay, so that leads to a page that says, we're nearing the finale. Very ominous. Please give the code you entered to demisexual icon and one time assailant, former detective Frank Chase. I also love how each time he's referred to as former detective. Yeah. For <laughs> like disgraced detective. It's so funny. Like you gotta give him his full, his full gov-y, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Followed by uh, a congratulations video of Ethan Evangelion.
0: <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I tried to include a different silly little reward for each one.
1: I love it. Honestly, it's so good. Thank you. It's like a little treat. You yeah. did it. Congration.
0: <laughs> so after the puzzle was solved, I decided like when that puzzle went up that Frank wasn't going to give any backstory until the players solved the puzzle. Like, the the backstory is their reward. Which is basically how I'd been using it for the rest of it, too. They solve the puzzle, they get a little bit of Frank lore. Frank gives the update that, first of all, he told Liz about Dan and him realizing that he likes men, and she laughed for three minutes straight before giving me a noogie and a hug. (laughs) And then he says he's ready to talk about the article. So, yes, he threw Phillips down a flight of stairs. And he deserved it. The story is... Phillips was another detective and was always like really sketchy. And there was a string of crimes in the state, the state of uh, state location.
1: What do we say, New Jersey, Toronto?
0: Yeah, New Jersey, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> There were uh, aquariums across the state that started reporting animals missing. Sharks mostly, but also dolphins. Just over and over again, calls once a week. One of our sharks went missing. One of our sharks went missing. Who steals a shark? And so they couldn't find them. They thought that maybe the sharks were being moved out of state. And got no information. Then somebody sent in a tip that a couple of restaurants started selling large amounts of shark fin soup to local swells, is what Frank says. I don't know why it's <laughs> said that, that way. <laughs> And not just soup, ornaments, shark teeth, dolphin fins. Someone found what we think was powdered dolphin heart. What was I doing that day? (laughs) (laughs) And Frank says it was the perfect crime in some ways. You immediately get rid of the thing you stole and everybody's still looking for this huge thing. So Phillips all of a sudden came into a bunch of money. Like I bought a Lexus kind of money. (laughs) And the player said he might as well just wear a t-shirt saying, ask me about stealing sharks from local aquariums. (laughs) And so nobody was actually saying anything about this (laughs) and Frank decided to do some more investigating himself off duty and he started like stalking Phillips and he didn't see much. He went to talk to a few people at the docks, interviewed them, but they didn't say anything useful. Then one day Phillips confronts him in the police station very loudly and is like, hey, why are you following me and harassing my friends? And they get into a fist fight over it. Oh! And then Philip started getting other people to intimidate Frank. So Frank digs in a little deeper. And one day he takes the day off of work to go to Philip's apartment while he's not there. And he found some small things, some netting, one of those big hooks on a stick that looked like it had some dried blood on it. Then he looks out the window and sees Philip's car. And he tries to go out the window but can't get it open. <laughs> He can't break it because he'll know that he's been there. Um, So he tries to just get out faster than he can get in. Phillips ends up spotting Frank at the third floor and he charges at Frank and they fought. Frank ends up grabbing him by the collar and throwing him down the stairs. He tried for over the railing, but he didn't go far enough for that. Probably for the best that probably be in jail. Now, if he fell four straight stories, broke his arm, his collarbone and cracked his head open pretty damn good. And then uh, he was given the choice between quitting and getting fired, and he took quitting. He moved out of state to be close to Liz and try to put it all behind him, but it's been brought up now. He says that he didn't want to mention any of this when all this started because he didn't think it was relevant and also, like, didn't want everyone to think that he was mean and violent. He also didn't really want to mention that he used to be a cop because, one, it's not something that he's proud of anymore, and also because his server is not cop-friendly. Get out
1: of No, it is not. <laughs> Nicole, did you expect this backstory of Frank? I did not know. This one definitely threw me for a loop.
0: <laughs> so, this is sort of like a weird deep cut reference that I'm putting a weird spin on. So, there was this game review show called X Play uh, in the early to mid 2000s. Um, I think it went to like 2011 or something, but I stopped watching after like 2008. On top of like video game reviews, they would also do like sketches sometimes, and sometimes they would have like whole themed episodes. And they had an episode that was like them ranking the top 10 scariest games of all time, and the framing device would say they've been kidnapped by Jigsaw, and they have to name the top 10 scariest games, or else the power gloves that are on their hands will explode. <laughs> a bunch of other video game hosts on this channel like got their own little segments where they were like they were jigsawed to death
1: attached to your head is a virtual boy if you try to remove it you will die but if you manage to play for two hours straight you can go free make your decision i mean you kind of made it for me <laughs> you can't really take it off you, you take my hands to the
0: chip what oh hey oh, oh god that's the vir- i don't remember the virtual boy being this blurry Oh, I forgot. This is what the virtual boy looks like. Oh, I get the pinball game. Can I at least, can I at least get the pinball game? (laughs) But there were also in between little bits where like two cops are talking about the case. And then just like in general, one of them asks like, okay, what's the worst crime scene you've ever ever been to? I'm going to trigger warn the sexual assault and bestiality. (laughs) Oh, no. And this cop describes a criminal who is breaking into aquariums and sexually assaulting dolphins. And the cop's like,
1: There are those that say that it was... that it was the perfect crime. Uh, I'm sorry, who thinks
0: that raping a dolphin is the perfect crime? (laughs) That's just kind of stuck with me. (laughs) So this is my extended weird reference to a single line from a saw parody in an episode of a video game review show from 2005 that's what this is that's the joke
1: oh my god so that's it
0: that's frank's lore
1: it's so good thank you it was just so wild where i was just like what is like this is just so (laughs) so off the rails like what is happening here
0: yeah i also wanted to make it really tonally weird because, like, it's such a serious topic to Frank, but objectively, it's just, like, so surreal. <laughs> like, how are, how are people stealing, <laughs> stealing sharks from, from aquariums? Like, how logistically do you do that? So, yeah, that's, that's my story. Anyway, players get another puzzle the next day. The players get an email uh, with the subject line, Items back in stock. Dear Play and Prey customer, we are delighted to inform you that our products are back in stock on our website. Make sure you act fast, as our products are a hot commodity and sell out quickly. Get them before it's too late, Frank! Assigned the Play and Prey Emporium for all your playground and trapping needs. So, players go to the website to find that it is also immediately sold out, but now there are two extra images on the website that weren't there before. And in the code, there's a comment that says, Well, it's a week late, but we got there. You're so cool and good at this. (laughs) <laughs> so the two extra images are a picture of a bear trap and a picture of a pig in a cage, the bear trap classic for large animals who should be immobilized so they can learn their place, and the pig trap. Pigs are beautiful animals, very empathetic, but dangerous. And if you hover over those two images, you get the words math can and then be art. So if you go to jigsawrules.com mathcanbeart.html, you get the next puzzle. Nicole... This is your other puzzle.
1: Oh my God. I'm like going back. Like I, I'm so stupid. I didn't save my all my notes for this one. So I've been like trying to like <laughs> solve it again. I'm like, God, this one was so complicated and for why. It was.
0: This one took players a lot.
1: I was like playing 4D chess with this one, but accidentally played 5D chess with myself. So I did goof at one point, but you know what? I tried. But also I do remember sending you the wrong copy of this one. So I was like, cause I fixed a mistake in it. And then I ended up oh. sending you- the oh. one with the mistake in it. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So do you want to read out the puzzle?
1: Yeah. Okay. It starts with elements. So I'm just going to read out the full element. So it's californium, hydrogen, thallium, rubidium, selenium, lead, and berkelium. I go from A to Z, and then we have a couple of hex codes and then solve me. And then there's like math. <laughs> <laughs> And then after that, there's, so there's a break and it says, oh shit, look who's here. What was I thinking? This is a work of fiction. A man can dream, can't he?
0: Which is a good, a good little slam
1: poem out of those lines. So that's also, I did plan for that also, (laughs) because I'm like, I want it to work in such a way. And they said, ah, I said, let me choose a line from each page that like will work with other lines from other pages. And I think it turned out pretty well.
0: (laughs) I do like this puzzle, even if it is deeply complicated. (laughs) You know, it's essentially a finale
1: puzzle. Yeah, this one was like so complicated. So let's start with our elements here. So the elements needed to be put in alphabetical order, hence the I go from A to Z. And once you realize what the hex codes are, it was supposed to be, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, Blue, indigo, violet. Yeah, because I had seven numbers. So once you have your your elements in alphabetical order, you then assign the hex codes. You start with Berkeleyum, and so that one is assigned red. You know, and going again, going in alphabetical order, the next one would be californium. So that one is assigned yellow because that was the second hex code. Mm-hmm. And so once you assign them, then you're supposed to rearrange them so they go in order of. Colors of the rainbow.
0: Yeah, because the hex codes weren't in rainbow order to begin with. Once you assign a color to an element, then you rearrange the elements to be in rainbow order. Nicole, was one of the things you fixed in the version you didn't give to me the fact that you accidentally swapped indigo and violet.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. I, well, I think because like I think one of them ended up being magenta or something, and so I remember yeah. fixing that. Yeah. So that was my bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I had to... um, Okay, so first of all, there were two big mistakes in this puzzle. One of them was that. The other was some math.
1: Yes. I think I added an extra like one.
0: Yeah, something like that. I had to like go in there at like 3 a.m. or something when I realized that the math wasn't adding up the way it was supposed Mm -hmm. to.
1: The math wasn't mathing.
0: Yeah. It was literally (laughs) just like the first equation was wrong, which screws up every other equation because they all layer on each other. Mm -hmm. The rest was fine. It was just the first one that threw things off.
1: Whoops. Eh, yeah, because I, I think I had like the two instead of a one. And so that is what threw it off. If, I don't yeah. really remember. This was a while ago already, but it was just like <laughs> one tiny little thing. And I was like, oh, crap. But let's pretend that <laughs> <you> know, this <laughs> all worked out for the sake of explaining this puzzle, because it is so super, super complicated. So yeah, you have to rearrange the elements and then you have to figure out the hex codes, assign the colors to the elements and then rearrange the elements again. Yep. So it was a lot of scrambling. And so now that you have like an order, it's like, all right, where do we go from here? And so you have to then, this is something that you would have to figure out for yourself. There's like no instructions to do this, but you have to then convert these elements into their atomic numbers. So you would get berkelium 97, Thallium 81, Californium 98, Selenium 34, Lead 82, Hydrogen 1, and rubidium 37. So that was the final order you should get, which gives you the ISBN for love me whole.
0: Okay, so two things. One, the math at the bottom actually gives you the numbers of elements that correspond to iodine sulfur, boron, and nitrogen.
1: Yes, and so that that gives you ISBN.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's your clue that this is an ISBN number if you didn't know. The players actually solved that part first. Yeah, that's the code for love me whole. This is where my mistake happened. I, for some reason, remembered this being one last <laughs> stop. And I literally messaged you at one point. I was like, Nicole, you put down the wrong ISBN number. <laughs> and then I was like, no, wait, I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> there there are, there were so many moving parts in this one that like, yeah. you know, it was very easy to get confused. yeah.
0: So yeah, the quotes at the bottom are quotes from the first nine pages of Love Me Whole. Luckily, my spouse has access to a physical copy of Love Me Whole <gasps> because I own it on my floral bookshelf. So when they came home from work, I was like, hey, sweetie, the people in the Discord are going to have a puzzle that you can solve in a minute. Only you <gasps> can solve. And I had to ask them to like, hey, can you just do this? So they did. So thank you to Mads. I love
1: you. So that little poem at the end, we have four lines. Oh, shit, look who's here. And that line can be found on page seven of Love Me Whole. What was I thinking? Page four. This is a work of fiction. Page two, which is literally just like not even part of the book. It's yeah. like, um, you know, like all that disclaimer. So like, this is a work of fiction. And, you know, any similarities with like a real life person is unintentional, like all that stuff. So I was on page two and then a man can dream, can't he? Six, giving you number seven, four, two, six. And that's the code.
0: Yep. And that is the final code. When you get it right, it leads to jigsawrules.com slash one last step, which was a bitch to program for some reason. Nicole, would you like to read? it?
1: So it says, look carefully. You have learned the past. You have played the games. You have gotten the clues. Now to put it all together and give it to your friend Frank. And we have a couple pictures here. So we have a picture of Edward Cullen and a picture of Smith and Pyle plus E11. So on the second row, you have the plural symbol and then a picture of my noon looking a little sad A uh, plus E7.
0: So this is another place where I initially made a mistake. Because I, again, thought it was one last stop when I initially programmed it. (laughs) The plural symbol was a last minute switch out. Because the people who saw the image the first time, it was a picture of the Coney Island station. uh, You know, where Jane Sue McFreakin' died. (laughs) (laughs) Rip in peace, Jane. And the page being called One Last Step was also a reference to One Last Stop. I thought I was being real fun and clever, but I was actually just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So this one doesn't have a code to enter or anything. You just give this to Frank. Players took longer to solve this than I thought they would.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They got pretty stuck on plus E11. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What you had to do was take the numbers that you got from each of these puzzles. So Edward Cullen is baseball because of the Twilight baseball scene. Iconic. And then the others are pretty obvious. The plural symbol is love me whole, Smith and Pile, and then Minon. So you take the numbers that you got in each of those puzzles and you put them together. And then E11 and E7 are references to episode 11 and episode seven of three little words. So-
1: Oh yeah, this one part was my idea.
0: Yeah. Episode 11 is Nanny and the Beast and episode seven is Wildfire Griffin. So N, Nanny and the Beast, North- and Wildfire Griffin W West. Players didn't get that. <laughs> Even when I basically spelled it out for them, they didn't quite understand it. <laughs> so I ended up sending them an email. This is what I did when when I, I knew they weren't gonna get something. The email said so close, and it had two quotes. I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. And ellipses a comedy dead zone you stare in disbelief as scenes flop and die so the first quote is roger ebert's review of a 1994 film starring elijah wood considered one of the worst films of all time a huge box, <laughs> box bomb and the second one was a review for wild wild west starring will smith jim west desperado rough rider you don't want nana not a, whatever <laughs> i'm not gonna wrap the whole thing
1: <laughs> why not
0: well you know because you don't want to see my hand where my hip be at (laughs) so yeah that was their other clue to north and west (laughs) even then they had some difficulty figuring out how to put it together and the fact Mm -hmm. that it was coordinates they had a really hard time figuring that out i don't blame anyone for not being able to figure out our esoteric puzzles for the record (laughs) making puzzles is hard yes at some point you got to realize that the steps that you're making aren't like natural to everyone
1: it Mm -hmm. makes sense
0: because you made the puzzle yeah. <laughs> Eventually, it gave the coordinates 39 degrees, 53 minutes and 24.9 seconds north, 74 degrees, 26 minutes and 31.2 seconds west, which gives you an abandoned brick factory in New Jersey,
1: <laughs> which
0: is where Nicole and I are being held.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh.
0: So Frank's like, oh shit, buddy. I gotta be <laughs> a little deeper. yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like, oh shit, I'm buying a ticket to Trenton right now.
1: As one does.
0: (laughs) And so Frank to the rescue, man. First of all, he says nobody else go to this location, which one of the rules we set out at the very beginning was this arg will never make you go to a physical location in the world. Yep. Because we wanted to make sure that nobody went to an abandoned brick factory and fucking died because of our our fucking talk <laughs> Frank also adds, if Jigsaw tries to get me, I already have experience throwing a man down a flight of stairs. Which I'm just yeah. now realizing he falls down a flight of stairs and dies. Oh Did I do that intentionally? I can't remember. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Let's see. It was subconscious.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Frank says like, I'm going to go see Dan and Liz and her kid before I go and kiss them all goodbye and tell them what's going on. I've got like a few hours before I got to get on the plane. So if anyone wants to say anything or have any advice, anything I should bring, let me know at here. At which point uh, several people realized there was an ARG going on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And Frank says, it's been really nice to get to know all of you. If God forbid I don't come back, know that this all meant a lot to me. Meant the world to me. I'm not going to let you all down. The next day, a couple of players are like, hey, did you, did you get there okay, Frank? And Frank says, yeah, I'm at the place. Wish me luck. And then there is dead silence for like a day and a half. At which point, a new person joins the Discord server called Jigsaw. Um, to which (laughs) in the welcome channel, when it said Jigsaw has joined the Discord server, Marn was like, fear. (laughs) (laughs) Jigsaw posted a video. It's really audio, but in video form where like it's a wavelength kind of thing where Dan and Liz both call Frank's phone and are like, hey, we haven't heard from you. Please come home. And it is a lot sadder than I intended it to be. Yeah, it
1: really, it really was.
0: Yeah. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
1: Frank, this is Liz. Frank, it's Dan. Where are you? I'm still really confused and worried about this whole situation. I wish you would have let me talk you out of it.
0: No one has heard from you, and I've been worrying myself sick.
1: It's been two days, Frank. It's okay if you can't find them.
0: I know... I know we haven't been dating for that long, but I just, I care about you, Frank.
1: You don't need to prove anything to me. You don't need to prove anything to Dan. You don't need to
0: prove anything to yourself. Please just give up on this. It's not worth it. Everyone misses you so much. Come back. I can't lose you, too. Just... please let me know you're safe. Call me, okay? Please. Are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still there? Goodbye. Shout out to Audrey Lady Tabletop from Moonshot Alone at the Table, who voiced Liz. And shout out to my friend and Nicole's uh, (laughs) ex-boyfriend, Rahi, who very nicely voiced Dan. Also shout out to Jeff Stormer, who initially voiced Dan. I didn't go with your voice. It ended up just being not the right tone. Sorry.
1: (laughs) yeah no but they killed it honestly they fucking
0: killed it i was yeah. so happy with how it turned out oh yeah like not to toot my own horn here but i'm just so pleased with this i just am very proud of how it came out you I'm should proud be tooting being... your own
1: horn thank thank you. i'll toot your horn also that thank you yeah <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: um it was a fucking Bitch, to find these like answering machine recordings, like the please leave a message after the tone. I was trying to find one that was like, you have two new messages. I just could not fucking find that. It's just not on the internet as far as I could tell.
1: That's wild to me. Like, I, I feel like you should be able to find that anywhere.
0: Right? Yeah, I ended up playing with like this soundboard that had some of them in here, and the end bit where the voicemail lady goes, Are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still there? I stuck that in because I found it on the soundboard. I was like, this fucking creepy.
1: It's so creepy. Yeah. Actual nightmare fuel.
0: Thank you. So yeah, pretty happy with this. I'm sorry to anyone who I caused emotional distress to. (laughs) (laughs) And then right after that, Jigsaw drops the promo with a lot of difficulty, but drops the promo nonetheless. Yes. And that is basically the ARG up until episode seven, when in the intro sketch... Frank Chase busts down the door to the basement and is like, hey, I'm here to rescue you, and then trips down the stairs and (laughs) dies.
1: Damn, RIP to a real one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that was the original plan. We couldn't bring ourselves to kill Frank.
1: Everyone in the Discord loved him too much.
0: They did. My boyfriend begged me to keep him alive, you know? And honestly, I like Frank too. I love Frank. I loved playing Frank. That was my favorite part of the ARG, just like being Frank. I'm very glad I didn't interject Frank, to be honest. That's your OC. Yeah, it's it's my OC. It's my little Blorbo. In retrospect, I'm very glad we didn't kill him because the initial idea was mm-hmm. he was just some guy, and the whole joke was that you thought that when he left and he disappeared that he was killed by Jigsaw, but in reality he tripped down the stairs, <laughs> and died, which I think is still a very funny punchline. Yeah, like four weeks after the fact, <laughs> I think it still works even if he doesn't die. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking of ways to save him. We were discussing this and what we sailed on was that Frank went into a coma. Mm -hmm. So a couple of days after the final episode or after Spiral came out, Frank adhered everyone and said rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. However, rumors of me tripping over my own shoelaces, falling down the stairs, breaking my neck, and going into a coma for four weeks are perfectly accurate. How's it going? <laughs> Which I was thinking of, of how to, like, do this for, like, two weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that's why I settled on. I think it's fun. So in lore, what happened was that once Nicole and, and I got out, we realized that Frank wasn't dead and brought him to a hospital. Oh, we forgot to mention the fact that Frank found out that Liz... Uh, his his best friend slash cousin or whatever, is engaged to Nicole's sister. Yes. And that's the (laughs) connection between all of us. So Liz said that Nicole called her sister who called Liz and everything got worked out.
1: Shout out to Tracy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Despite everything, Frank feels good. Emotionally, physically, not so much. And Dan has not left his side since he went into a coma. Frank says, I really appreciate how everyone here helped me with all of this. Like everything that's happened in the last month or so. It's meant a lot to someone like me. I'm not really good with words, but it was nice to be connected with people who cared and wanted to help and would listen to my stupid shit. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be around that much. This recovery process is going to be long. I've got Liz's waiting to help with. Dan never wants to lose sight of me again. But I just wanted to let you all know that I'm alive and doing well and that it's been nice to know you. And that's it, uh, except for Saw 10, where we got kidnapped by real Jigsaw n- Damn. until Nicole apologized for <laughs> Frank tripping dying. <dime. laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that and that was, that was the ARG. That was the ARG.
0: So what do you give the puzzles in this one, Nicole, out of 10?
1: Okay, let's pretend that everything went according to plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to, like, rate them. But, like, I think they were very good. I loved the puzzles.
0: I'm pretty proud of the puzzles overall. I'm I'm very mm-hmm. happy with how the QR code ones came out, considering I came up with them last second.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
0: literally, like, writing them as I was putting them out, basically.
1: Yeah. No, like, your puzzles were so impressive. And that's why I was like, oh, God, do I need to, like, go more complicated <laughs> with mine? And I think that's why I went, like, extra big brain with, my, <laughs> with that last one.
0: I like that puzzle puzzle though it's it's interesting.
1: I also like that we have very like distinct styles when we create our puzzles. Mm-hmm. It's like like you said like I'm more logic based and yours are more involved, I feel.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to describe mine. I'm I'm throwing aside the the Smith and Pile puzzle because I'm like that that puzzle sucks. Sorry.
1: <laughs> that was just to get it done.
0: Exactly. Mine tend to have like a lot of layers. Mm -hmm. where like you need to do like one puzzle to get to another puzzle which is the real puzzle yeah so yeah i i like the puzzles a lot what do you think of the story nicole is kidnapping and selling sharks the perfect crime
1: absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh it was so fucking bonkers i loved it (laughs)
0: thank you And uh, replayability, it's not as well documented as as I wanted. Somebody in the channel was documenting it, but then didn't really get the QR code ones, so it just kind of stopped. This is the replayability, essentially. You get to listen to this summary and hear us talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And then how fun do you think this was, Nicole?
1: I thought it was fun. Very fun.
0: I agree. It really seemed like people had fun playing the ARG and interacting with Frank and doing the puzzles and stuff.
1: Like, even creating the puzzles was a lot of fun to me. Like, I remember, I think it was the Pokemon one. I was, oh, no, no, I don't know. Maybe both of them even, <laughs> who knows. I talk a lot with uh, my friends, Lexi and Jazz, shout out. So I remember being on voice chat with them and being like, I need to work on this puzzle also. And then I would hand it off to them and be like, hey, like, can you solve this? And they're like, nope. And I'm like, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so... um one question that we got about the ARG was, how did you handle playtesting the ARG?
1: <laughs> we didn't.
0: I'm going to put up that meme of the confused kid in front of the bus that's like, you guys playtest your ARGs?
1: Yes, literally, though. That
0: <laughs> is a letter rip like a Beyblade.
1: Like, that's definitely, you know something we should have probably done. But it's like, you know, you were traveling, I was having an existential crisis. Yeah, you know, the
0: first week of the ARG I did by myself, which is why some parts of it were so haphazard. But I do think that everything came together nicely in the end, I think your puzzles were a nice like closure on it. Thank you. What part of the arc are you the most proud of?
1: Ooh, I guess like with my involvement, I I honestly like even more than that, like complicated last puzzle. I'm really proud of my Pokemon one.
0: Yeah, I like that one a lot.
1: I think that was like my favorite one. Because it's like, you know, just enough hints to figure out that it's Pokemon, you know? Mm -hmm. And also it just being only a four line poem and it being like, here is your puzzle. Yeah, have fun. It's like, okay, well, shit, what do we do with this? I like it a
0: lot. I am most proud of Frank, but also, if not Frank, my programming the uh, websites.
1: Absolutely. Actually, yeah, I switched my answer. I'm proudest <laughs> of I'm proud of I'm proudest of you for this Thank ARG. You. <laughs> like you absolutely killed it with all the work you put into it. Thank you.
0: If we were to run it again, what would we do differently? And or are there any art puzzles you would have done differently in hindsight? For puzzles, I would have done something else for for the Shawnee Smith one.
1: I feel like I probably would have kept my puzzles. I would have uh, sent you the correct version. Mm, sure. <laughs> and you know something we could do, we would have done differently is play tested.
0: Yeah, honestly.
1: But also, like you know, we originally had more time to do all this stuff, but then mm. saw was like pushed to September or moved or pulled into September. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about
1: that. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Saw was originally supposed to come out October 27th.
1: So I'm literally in Vermont, like on a mini vacation. And I see this. I see something on Twitter, I think, about Saw Patrol, because Paw Patrol and Saw came out on the same day. And I was like, wait a goddamn second. That's not October. That's September. And so I'm literally in the shower, like (laughs) texting Claudia, being like, um, (laughs) Saw got moved.
0: (laughs) We both fucking panicked for like two hours.
1: Oh, yeah, it was rough. Because I mean, we had planned on, you know, one episode a week. And we were like, okay, we have a couple more weeks to figure out like ARG stuff. And, you know, potentially make it longer just so we have, you know, more stuff to do in between then. But then no, uh, we literally had to shave off like a month from our timeline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do think that two episodes a week ended up working a lot better.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: But... Yeah, I feel like the arg ended up falling by the wayside a little bit, Mm -hmm. which it still came out great for for all that. Yeah. I will say there is a secret puzzle that never got released. Mm -hmm. Uh, I made a whole little Billy the Puppet cassette that I'm showing you right now. If anyone wants to, like, I don't know, be in the discord and solve a cassette puzzle that you have to actually physically put in a cassette and listen to music for uh including a fucking four minute and 30 second mashup that i made myself
1: (laughs) now i'm dead now i'm dead now i'm dead now i'm dead now Now bull is in heaven and i'm in loon
0: Let me know. <laughs> Message me and I'll send it to you. <laughs> and you will be the proud owner of Jigsaw's cool mixtape.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. I spent a lot of time on these puzzles and then like halfway through the ARG or halfway through the show, really, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> like wait for somebody to like get this and then have them solve it because these this puzzle was actually pretty involved. It involves a lot of steps, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. So, yeah. And yeah, the Pepsi Navy tie in. I, I did explain this already. But yeah, I thought it would be funny to have Dan in there. And honestly, I really enjoyed doing stuff with Dan. Uh, he's mine now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Argonauts get his life up to bow tie dying, and then I get the rest of it. He's mine now. (laughs) And he gets a happy ending now. That's another thing that I was very happy with Mm -hmm. with that's actually saving Frank is that Dan doesn't have to like fully suffer the arg relay death of (laughs) of a loved one twice. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So let's move on to the last few bits here. But until next time, that's Args, baby. So yeah, additionally, with Saw being pushed forward, we also ran into a whole thing with the Screen Actor Guild and Writers Guild of America Strikes. We had this whole thing in the Moonshot server and then between Nicole and I where we were contemplating whether we could release this series. Mm -hmm. I was staunch I listen I'm very pro-union but I was like how could we not release this series even excluding Saw 10 because the the writers guild or the screen actors guild I forget which released this thing that was like doing any promotional work for any movie except for these like fucking 70 indie movies it's not like crossing the picket line but we would appreciate if you didn't do it Mm -hmm. and it's like really Every movie except for those fucking 70 movies. Oh, yeah, me me talking about City Lights, directed by Charlie Chaplin, 1929, is really going to hurt the Screen Actors Guild because uh, I'm, pr- I'm promoting the late Charlie Chaplin's work. <laughs> really helping out the studio here. And it's like Saw is a 19-year-old movie at this point. Most of these films are, like, over a decade old. I don't know, what were your thoughts on all this?
1: Uh, well, you know, again, just like being pro-union and everything. So I want to stress that. But also, it's like, we're just little guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if our show had any like real impact, like if we had, you know, thousands of followers, I'd be like, okay, maybe we should reconsider. But- No, like we're just little guys appealing to like a small audience. Exactly. And it's not like we're promoting anything. Like I know a lot of actors have like recap podcasts of their own shows, like Always Sunny. And there's like a Ned's Declassified one. And so they haven't been doing those because it's like, yeah, you are promoting the things that you have worked on. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas we're not really promoting anything. We're not telling you to watch these movies. In fact, we're watching them for you all. Folks have told us that, hey, I don't want to watch this, but I like listening to, to you guys talk about it.
0: Which makes me happy.
1: Yeah. And so it was like, you know, the lines were very like, blurry here but then you know you also found a bunch of stuff that laid it out in such a way that it's like we felt like we had the green light yeah like there was nothing really saying like don't do this or else
0: yeah we later got a clarification from somebody at the screen actors guild who was like you won't be crossing a picket line by doing this but like if you want to not do that that would be really nice uh, and Mm -hmm. show support so i was like cool gonna do it then Yeah. It was just such a thing. I got very, like, autistically upset about it, to be honest, (laughs) because it felt like I was being attacked in a lot of ways, which is very silly to say, but it's just how I felt. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, our show was the show that was being talked about, essentially. Like, yeah, Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends uses a bunch of copywritten characters, but, like, their whole tagline is the show that steals. And like, you know, our show was leading up to a movie that is coming out. Mm -hmm. Also, (laughs) the copium I've been giving myself for the past couple of months is Shawnee Smith's agent never emailed me back because she knew the Screen Actors Guild strike was coming. And that's why Shawnee Smith never agreed to come on the show.
1: Exactly. No, that's literally what happened. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It was a tough decision, but honestly, it really wasn't. (laughs) It was honestly like, I'm releasing this no matter what.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, again, it's like, if we saw that this would have like actual consequences, like an actual effect on the strike, then it's definitely something that we would have, you know, postponed. Yeah. But we're just little guys, so. Exactly.
0: Like, I I was saying to you, like, if every episode of this podcast got 200 listens, I would poop myself. Yeah. Like, we're we're the smallest fucking fish.
1: We're not even a fish. We're like the fish food flake.
0: (laughs) So, Nicole, tell me, what are your favorite and least favorite traps in... Saw. Give me like your top two and your bottom two.
1: Okay. My top two, Reverse Bear Trap, because <laughs> iconic, iconique. <laughs> and also the husband and wife. What would you call that? Like just the, 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 the rods going through them. The
0: husband and wife kebab.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> husband and wife is my number one. Oh, yeah. Number two, I want to give it to Reverse Bear Trap, but I'm giving it to Shotgun Carousel.
1: Ooh, shotgun carousel's very good.
0: Reverse Bear Trap gets points off because it's less cool every time they show it. And they show it a lot. Fair enough. The fact that we eventually see it go off removes the mystique of it in a way. The fact that Amanda didn't get killed by that is like the coolest part of it because we don't know what would have happened to her in a sense. Like we don't know Mm -hmm. what that would have done to her face. Mm -hmm. But seeing Jill's face get fucking split apart and... Guts going everywhere or whatever It just ends up being underwhelming Yeah The idea of it is scarier than it
1: Like I'm just looking through my top rated traps For all the movies And it's like we have some really good ones Yeah Like reverse bear trap got my vote just because it is just so iconic. Yeah. But I'm talking about the first reverse bear trap, you know, before it was overdone, overplayed. But I mean, we had some really good ones. Grant, I'm going to eliminate scuba helmet because really that was just cool because Peter Strom fucking gave himself a tracheotomy. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. But some really good ones. What do we have here? Oh, God, the Chum Bucket from Saw oh. 3. the, And again, this isn't really, I wouldn't even really call this like a trap trap.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: this wasn't made for the guy in it to escape. But him being like drowned in pig chum and like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. But it's real good. But, you know, out of all of them, the husband and wife, Shish Kebab, like that is the best Saw Trap, in my opinion.
0: Yep, huge agree. I think my least favorites are the fucking engine block battle from the beginning of Saw 4.
1: Literally, I saw tug of war in our notes here. And I was going to say, oh, that one. Yeah, so bad. (laughs) And then like, I'm,
0: I'm sticking with my fucking guns. The fish hook one. Fuck that trap. I never want to like see that ever again.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, no, that one was so bad. That is
0: like brutal beyond... Like oh. anything that Saul has done before or since really. Yeah. It's, it's just so fucked up in a way that I don't like.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like you
0: went too far, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that one was gross. Like, oh God, it's ripping you apart from the inside. Like, oh no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to agree on both of those. It's just gross. So yeah,
0: that's that's our bottom two. So Nicole, before we uh, came in here, I told you to come prepared with your Saul rankings. Would you like to go first worst to best?
1: Okay. The worst one is Saw 7, Saw 3D, Saw the Final Chapter. But my note here is, but still a fucking banger. Because (laughs) (laughs) like while I feel like this is the worst Saw movie, I feel like it's a really fun action movie. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it just goes, like Mark just goes full Rambo. And it's (laughs) so fun to me. So while I don't think it's a good Saw movie, I think it's fun. Yeah. Number nine, I have Saw 5. At number eight, I have Jigsaw. Seven, I have Saw 2. Six, Saw 3. Five, I have Saw 6. Four, I have Spiral. Three is Saw 4. Two is Saw. And my number one is Saw 10.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Saw 10 fucking ruled. I agree with most of that. I have a similar list with some notable differences Okay. My number 10 was Saw 5. Okay. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, I fucking hate this movie. It's so boring. Like most of the movie is just like backfill on the plot twist that made no sense in 4. Right? Yeah. The traps like don't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. I like the Fatal 5 mostly, but I think a lot of the traps are bad too.
1: So like the reason I didn't put this as last is, because yeah, this was my number nine, is because it, this is just the one that like stood out in my brain so hard with the five of them having to work together. Yeah, And then it being in the end that if they had worked together, they could have gotten through it. And I'm like, okay, that bumps it up over Saw 7, in my opinion, literally just because it just is so ingrained in my mind for some reason.
0: Yeah. So my number nine is Saw 7, aka Saw 3D, aka Saw the Final Chapter. Because of what you said of it being a banger, like it's a Mark going fucking nuts at the end. The the how fucking buck wild a lot of the traps are, the fucking monkey bars, and like the plot's so out there, it's like at least I wasn't bored.
1: <laughs> there were so many traps, so many fatalities.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I think a third of our fatalities are from this movie. <laughs>
1: Literally. Yeah, there were 22 deaths in that
0: that (laughs) one. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's just such a wild movie. It's probably objectively the worst movie, but I don't hate it the most. Mm -hmm. My number eight is Jigsaw. I think that it's fine, but unimpressive, to be completely honest. I think the traps suck. I think the plot is kind of stupid, (laughs) but it was a fine time. It was just a little boring, I guess.
1: I just think about how, like, every time they enter that silo, it pisses me off. I'm like, why'd you both go in there? (laughs) That door opened by itself. You don't think it could have closed by itself? Morons.
0: (laughs) So seven, I have Saw 2. It's a good movie, just like it gets outclassed immediately.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Saw 3 is my number six. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Gets outclassed. My number five is Spiral. Good movie. Not really a Saw movie, but I I still really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. My number four is Saw 6. A Banger. My number three is Saw. My number two is Saw 10 and I'm sticking with my guns. Saw 4 is the best Saw.
1: Okay. So we have, we have the same top three. I mean, like. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Like within our top three, we have differences, but uh, all the same movies are there.
0: Saw 10 was so fucking good.
1: Saw 10 was so good. I mean, like, you know, we rave about it in our Saw 10 episode, but like, I will never be over how like surprising it was, like because of how good it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah surprising is a great way to put it
1: pleasantly surprised and also like so i made that my number one because i really loved seeing tobin bell
0: act yeah
1: he killed it
0: it's a great performance it's a great film even removed from every other saw movie i would like this movie
1: yeah actually i was just about to say that, (laughs) that i like you know as a standalone film i feel like it works and i feel like you know if someone's just watching it and has no Saw knowledge like it's it works but I feel like it's my number one just because like we have all this lore like we know yeah. Saw and it just makes that movie that much better because it's like oh we've seen you know John and Amanda's relationship and now we see more of it we you know it's, it's it's fleshed out a bit more in this movie you know we get our fun little cameo with Mark even though we fucking hate the guy you know so it was just Saw 10 you know works fine as a standalone movie but this this movie was for the Saw baddies yeah
0: so where do you want this to go in the future if there is a saw 11 like what are your wishes what are your predictions
1: okay first of all i desperately wish i hope that there is a saw 11 because i mean saw 10 is getting really good reviews right now so
0: it's also made more than double its budget which means it's broken even and then some
1: Nice. This is what I feel would work moving mm-hmm. forward because I mean, let's think about where we've kind of left off. So at the end of Jigsaw, like we have Logan Nelson, you know, doing his thing. Like we know that he is a Jigsaw. At the end of Spiral, we have William Shank doing his own thing. And the previous episode, I think it was for um Saw 3D, where I mentioned how I would like to see it for Jigsaw to be more of like an icon. So either we have like a kind of like a cult of Jigsaw Jigsaw or like, you know how in Scream, people were just like buying the fucking Scream masks and running around. So I was like, I want to see Jigsaw become that. And then we have like Shank and Logan. Essentially starting And not necessarily like them But it's like you see what they've done And you see that like a movement now has been started Where now you see like more jigsaws Coming out of the woodwork Because they know that there are other jigsaws out there mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I'm hoping of something like that You know It's like we can have like a cult of jigsaw thing going on And it would be really cool for them to bring Logan and Shank back
0: I agree I would love to see more of Dr. Nelson in the future Especially if these writers can expand on him Yes Like they did for John And a little bit for Amanda, too. Mm -hmm. If they can show me some of Dr. Nelson's inner world, I would be excited about that. Yeah. The writers did say that if they do a song 11, it's going to be about Mark. And I was honestly like, even before I read that, my prediction coming into here and my honestly wish coming into here was... I want a Mark movie. Really? I know that we've had five Mark movies, but they haven't really been Mark movies. I want them to do to Mark what they did to John and Saw 10. Okay. Force Costas Mandalore to act. Yeah. I want to know if this man can carry a film in reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be something to Mark. <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> He's not just a meathead, surely. Like, there is something going on.
1: Mm -hmm. i want
0: to see his inner world his struggle I, i i don't know give me fucking something yeah if you can do that it would retroactively make me like mark
1: yeah maybe (laughs) <laughs> also, like, if you're gonna make a Mark movie, I honestly don't think I would be opposed to another Saw 7 just because it was so funny <laughs> to me. It was so wild, but interesting that they would go the Mark route. Yeah,
0: I guess they figured they're not gonna have Tobin Bell forever. The man is 80.
1: Looks good for 80.
0: Yeah, I'm honestly not sure that they can convince Shawnee Smith to do another one. Mm-hmm. at least not for more than, like, a cameo. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if they gave Costas Mandalore some money and were like, hey, we're gonna have you be Mark again, he would be like, <laughs> he would he would be like, epic win.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really want some more depth. I, I liked how deep that Saw 10 was. I want the writers to keep it up. I don't want this to be a fluke. Yeah, agreed. I also want them to keep their teeth. I think that Saw 6 and Saw, and Saw 10 both show that when you get, like, political and you you get into the healthcare stuff, you fucking thrive. Mm-hmm. I don't know, besides that. I want to see Adam again. I want to see them kill Adam for a fourth time.
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> Show us his bones again.
0: <laughs> What's Lee Winnell doing? He, surely he's not looking too old.
1: That was uh my favorite cameo in Saw 10 was his fucking <laughs> corpse.
0: Oh, maybe it wasn't his corpse, though, and Adam is still alive. That's the reveal. You know what I want to see out of a Mark movie? I want to see Logan and Mark together. What is their dynamic? Because Logan is theoretically the first apprentice. Yeah. And, like, Mark is the second. So I want to see, like, the... (laughs) What is that movie? The Good Son? Hang on. Yeah, The Good Son, starring Macaulay Culkin and and, uh, (laughs) Elijah Wood. Uh, Oh, it it follows the story of a young boy named Mark, who, (gasps) after the death of his mother, is sent to stay with his aunt and uncle while his father is away on business. There he meets his cousin, Henry, who shows signs of violent and evil behavior. I want to know Logan's feelings on a John adopting Mark. (laughs) I want to know Mark and Logan's feelings about each other.
1: Yeah. And
0: maybe their feelings (gasps) for each other? Ooh. ooh. (laughs) That's the one Mark ship I'll, I'll approve. That's kind of all my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, wherever the franchise decides to go, you can bet my ass will be in the theater.
0: 100%. And we'll do another episode of this too. Like, don't think that this podcast is gone if Saw is not gone. Yeah. We will be here as long as they are.
1: We'll be seeing Saw as long as there are Saws to see.
0: 100%. Do you have any final thoughts or are those your final thoughts? Because those are pretty good final thoughts.
1: I think that's my final thought. No more thoughts after this.
0: In concluding here, I want to finally shout out our patrons, our $10 tier patrons, June B and the Evergreen Collective. Thank you so much for sponsoring this show. I know we didn't shout you out in the episodes, partly because we made them like four months beforehand i didn't know who was going to be our patrons necessarily and you guys won't quit on us but still you guys made this show happen you guys made this arg happen i wouldn't have been able to buy a cassette player tapes without patron money or jigsawrules.com probably <laughs> you guys help keep the show going you help keep us in books and things for three little words Check out Three Little Words if you'd like us summarizing shit.
1: Yeah, we talk about romance books. <laughs>
0: yeah, we talk about romance books. We have a good time. It's longer if you'd like to hear us talk for longer. I like to hear me talk for longer, but not <laughs> editing. <it. laughs> and thank you all so much for listening. This has been such a fun thing to do. And I want to do more in the future.
1: Absolutely.
0: So rate us on your podcast or of choice. We're happy to the few people who've left reviews it's just made us happy to hear the positive feedback that we've gotten for this show. So thank you.
1: Thank you. We love you. We love you.
0: Are we can plug our socials. You're not on X anymore.
1: Nope. You can <laughs> find me in the discord. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at punk dyke. P U N K D Y K E. Can't believe nobody had that hat. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me on Tumblr at uh, punk protector, Claudia. Somebody had that ad.
1: And we will be pressing charges.
0: (laughs) Yes. Reported. Blocked. (laughs) Sorry, we haven't been active on our We Seesaw Twitter or Tumblr. Might be. I just kind of forgot. But you guys are here anyway, so I guess you don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Moonshot for giving this a chance. Everyone was very enthusiastic when we pitched this. This was a fun thing to make to prep all these episodes in advance and to just like To sit on this for like four months and be like, (laughs) like, oh, they don't even know what's coming.
1: Oh, it was so fun.
0: It was good. Go listen to the Argonauts too, uh, since we aped their whole thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, listen to Dead Teen House Party because we got inspired to create the series because of our little takeover. Honestly, just huge shout out to Marn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Marn, Marn. Yeah, actually, Marn is is, uh, on both of those shows. Yes. Yeah, thank you to Marn for the ARG advice and for, you know, being one of the people to take a chance on this show and being a huge, like, supporter of us in general. Marn's wife is a big Three Little Words fan. (laughs) So, yeah, this was a great time. Thank you all so much. And until the next Saw movie, game over.
1: Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off.
0: Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better.
1: And their memeiness.
0: Cal wouldn't be in some small-town pie-eating contest. That's not why he left me.
1: <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer love on the three little words podcast only on the moonshot network